Hello, everyone, and welcome to In the Hub. This time, I was able to get the intro out, so I didn't feel violated. And for some reason, there's a dog barking on a football podcast that turned into, well, just random conversation. Michael, how the hell are you doing? Uh, good. Uh, I apologize for any background noise, as I've explained before. Uh, situation's kind of difficult, and people can't respect the fact that I have shit to do on a Sunday. So, well, I mean... I mean, if you didn't see my Facebook post, uh, I had a lot of shit to do today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm letting the dog in. God damn it. <laughs> I'm not even editing this out. This is going to stay in post. Fuck it. Hey, well, whatever. I mean, it happens. Gizmo, come on. Gizmo. So, anyway. Who names uh, their dog Gizmo? Huh? Who names their dog Gizmo? Uh, my mother. Oh, well, good for her. I just never thought that that was a dog's name. And here I am insulting your mother, apparently. So these things are fine. <laughs> so uh, in the world of football. Yeah, uh, in the world of football, what has happened since uh, I did not get to do any research as I normally don't get to do on a Sunday? You get to lead this. <laughs> um, Johnny Manziel, I think, has officially, officially given up this year at least on his NFL career. He signed with uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the CFL finally. Yeah, it was um because they had had the um they had first dibs on the rights to his contract if I believe if I remember correctly or something along those lines where he ha- they had dibs or some kind of ownership over whatever contract he had and he never signed because he was trying to get back into the NFL. But now I think that he's finally realizing that he has to go prove himself Doug Flutie style in the CFL. Yeah, and I think that's actually the perfect uh, route for him to take. And he even said so that he really has to prove himself because just having those workouts and playing two spring league games isn't enough to prove that you can be a responsible player. Even though he has kind of the skill, he shows lack of maturity and he always has yeah and um i mean i talked about that today um on my radio show as well um that sometimes you need to you need to separate the off the field with the on the field and um quite frankly a lot of teams can't do that and a lot a lot of players can't do that either so um i think johnny manzel going to the cfl yes it's a good start um, I still don't think that he's going to make it in, back into the league within the next few years um, unless he does freaking fantastic because, like like you said, with the spring league, I don't even think they wear pads in spring league. Um, they I think do, it, but it's a lack of – it's very minimal. Yeah, like it, it's pretty much like a no pads workout um, at, at like training camp pretty much. Basically. So, I mean – you can't really prove yourself at training camp. You don't really earn your spots on the roster until preseason. And if nobody's picked you up by the preseason, you're not going to earn a spot. So um, I do believe, yes, this is the best route for him to go. Now, so here's the thing with, I guess my concern or not concern. um, If he saw, because obviously he did sign with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which by the way is a hell of a team name. Um, Yeah. Love it. If an NFL team, even though he just signed this contract, say wants to pick him up, there's an emergency situation um, week two of the regular season. I want to know how 
basically screwed over he's going to be if he tries to back out of the Tiger Cat season. So, um, actually, there have been a few players that have done this. Um, Ricky Williams comes to mind because I do believe that he's done this multiple times um, where he's gone from the CFL to the NFL. I think what happens is the NFL buys out the contract and then sets him up for a league minimum deal. Um, or, or some or some kind of terms that they can both teams agree on, but I do believe the NFL um, buys out that contract and then just kind of goes on with whatever they need to go on with for that player. I'm not a hundred percent sure if that's how that works, but I that would be my best guess. And, and that makes sense. I mean, that I I would assume that's probably what would happen, but the likelihood of that happening is very slim. Almost none. yeah. Not only that, but like, um, I think it's just for that year too, unless he proves himself like incredibly well. Cause I think I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure how that would work, but I do remember like Ricky Williams bouncing back and forth for like two years. Yeah, I know. I, I remember that too. And, uh, obviously reading about it now, um, with the CFL signing Johnny Manziel, you hear and you don't hear, but you see articles with previous NFL players that were in the CFL. So, yeah. And I think like, even like, like I said, um, with uh, the comparison I had with Doug Flutie, like it it gives him. um, Okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Oh yes. Okay. So, um, Johnny Manziel, like a lot of NFL players that go from NFL to CFL, has an NFL out clause. Okay. So if an NFL team were to come sign, he has a clause in his contract to say, hey, I can go. All right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So that, yeah. Um, But like I was saying with um, Doug Flutie, like – you saw an undersized quarterback to go out, prove himself, and then get signed to an NFL deal, which I don't think Doug Flutie really did all that great in the NFL. But um, you have here another undersized player um, who is going to the CFL to prove himself. And who knows? He might he might end up doing something in, in the NFL at some point. But I just – I think once you're branded a CFL player, you're a CFL player. So I just recently, or just now, not recently. God, I can't talk today. Uh, it's okay. Found Johnny Manziel's like contract report, mm-hmm. and apparently it's a two-year contract with the Tiger Cats, and yeah. it does it does not include any sort of escape clause for the NFL. No. Okay. Um, because that's what I, that's one of the things that I had seen. Now that was just a quick Google search. So I like, I, it, there's a high possibility of me being wrong. So, um, then maybe he is just there or like, I don't, I wish I knew more on how the CFL works. So maybe I'll do some research later on this week about it and we can talk about it next week. Um, I'm just not a hundred percent sure. Um, but in the case of Doug Flutie, because I keep comparing these two, um, Doug Flutie won the Grey Cup, which is like the CFL Super Bowl, three times, yep. um, and then won the Most Outstanding Player uh, six times, and he was an all, uh, um, on their all-star team. Um, 
the only thing he really did in the NFL was he was the Pro Bowl and Comeback Player of the Year in 1998. And he has two CFL records. Um, passing yards for 6,619, which is ridiculous. And 48 passing touchdowns in a season, which is only four less than Tom Brady. Wow. And Doug Flutie also um, played until 2005. Where he retired with the Patriots. So wow. go, go figure. Good on yeah. Doug Flutie. <laughs> so what else is happening in the world of football, Michael? So uh, obviously uh, there's been another retirement that happened with a very, uh, I'd say, famous player in uh, Vincent Jackson. He Wait, finally uh, just a couple <laughs> just a couple of days ago. That shows you how in the loop I've been this week. Holy crap! I must have been really focused on that fucking paper. Oh my god! Don't even. I don't even want to talk about that paper. Uh, I still have to submit uh, it. Oh, it's that paper was brutal. <laughs> I'm okay. I went to revise it, and as you know, I'm supposed to have 700 words. I have 647. Oh, it took me um seven hours to do 740. Anyway, it was, it was ridiculous. Anyway, yes. Um, so Vincent <laughs> Jackson retired. <laughs> yeah, uh, finally. Uh, obviously, he spent seven years with the Chargers when he got drafted there in 05. Um, yeah. Then he played for the Bucks, and then he sat all last year. Um, he, I think, got hurt in 2016. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he tore his ACL in 2016, and then. Um, didn't really play that much last year. He didn't play at all. Or yeah, he, no, he didn't play at all. On the team. Yeah. So he finally retired. He's very happy about it. He's happy with his career. Um, I think he retired at like the perfect age. Uh, he's uh, 35. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's put that into perspective. Um, retired at 35. Um, this dude's played football his whole life. Um, He's he was a second round pick, only went to two teams. Uh, he, he was suggest he was um yeah suggested selected to three different uh Pro Bowl teams. So I mean he had a pretty decent run. He wasn't the greatest um by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean he was serviceable for what he was. Um, granted, I think he probably had he. Had Mike Evans not have come out, I think he would have had a much better uh, time with uh, Jameis Winston. <laughs> so I, it's hard for me to gauge because he went from Philip Rivers to, I believe, Josh Freeman, and that's not a place for anybody to be. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And, uh, no, he had a great career, obviously. Um, can't stress that enough. Uh, obviously – People know who he is when they hear the name. Obviously, he's not a Tom Brady name where you say it to somebody who's barely ever watched football, and they're like, oh, yeah, I know who Tom Brady is. You say Vincent Jackson, they're like, it sounds like a football player. Yeah. True football fans obviously know who Vincent Jackson is. Um, But kind of on the uh, wide receiver train here, uh, on a way less happier note, uh, Terrence Williams, wide receiver for the Cowboys, Uh he's been arrested. Oh, of course he has. Uh, intoxication. Um, 
he uh, crashed into a light pole. Apparently, uh, I don't know how he got close to his house because he was arrested by his residence uh, like a little bit after he crashed the car, supposedly. Um, obviously, they can't say he did it because it's under investigation. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a chance that he could face additional charges um, if they find out he was actually driving the car. Well, the car is registered under his name, so more than likely he was driving the car, especially if they arrested him while he's still drunk. Um, but obviously there was no driver at the scene, so that is another law, obviously, that he broke because he left the scene of an accident, regardless if he was drunk uh-huh. or not. Um, apparently, he... Oh, I, I'm sorry. I read this incorrectly. He was later found at his house riding an electric bicycle, um, sobered up, but arrested him on suspicious of being intoxicated in public. On suspicion, it's not suspicious. But, uh, yeah, so his account is, is that he's very grateful no one was injured. Uh, the driver in front of me slammed on his brakes, so I turned to the left and hopped the curb to avoid hitting him. I got his insurance info, and my neighbor picked me up because my car would not drive. I live near the accident, so my neighbor dropped me off. I called the tow truck and took the electric bicycle, well, parentheses, scooter, from my house to go meet the tow truck driver. The officer, who I have met in the past, saw me on the scooter and arrested me without having me perform any sobriety tests. I have always been an upstanding citizen. That's not true. And handled the situation <laughs> the best way I know how. I apologize if I should have handled it a little bit differently. And this is him entering a, his second year of a four-year, $17 million contract he signed last offseason with the Cowboys. Well, okay. So, I don't know how much of this story is true, if any, but they are innocent until proven guilty, so we have to respect that. However... <sighs> Stupid, 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 stupid plan. And if anybody got that Archer reference, thank you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, obviously the Cowboys aren't going to punish him. It's the freaking Cowboys. They don't give a shit how big of a criminal you are. As long as you are able to play, you are good to go. I mean, hell, they hosted Ray Rice. So... (laughs) Um, I don't know what else you say. I mean, the guy has been in trouble before. He's, he's been under investigation at least, um, a couple times already. And it, it just, it goes to this fact of sports players feeling, excuse me, like they're above the law. And I Mm -hmm. talked about this earlier with Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano got suspended for 80 games, no pay, for testing positive on steroids. Steroids. MLB tests for steroids, but not marijuana. So if you're using steroids to recover, smoke a bowl. It's a thing. (laughs) Um, So, again, it, it just goes back to these athletes and celebrities who think that they're so far above the law that nothing matters. This shit matters. Just because you weren't affected doesn't mean that that guy's insurance won't charge him through the roof for this accident 
doesn't mean that this police officer has to do extra work because you're a dumbass. Like it's the world doesn't revolve around you as a celebrity. That's, that's what blows my mind. And that's what pisses me off so much about these NFL players who get away with shit. Scotch free, Scott free, excuse me, because nothing, nothing ever gets tied to them because they're above the law and it's we gotta stop that like this this goes into a whole bigger rant of of much much more important things than a guy driving drunk which again that is dangerous don't do that but nobody was hurt thank god he's right thank god nobody was hurt but at the same time like dude don't be stupid yeah and that's what i think like most celebrities they're like oh i make 18 buttloads of money a year mm-hmm. uh i can do whatever i want well they shouldn't be in that mindset because like you said it affects more than just themselves and i don't think there are some celebrities that you know uh and we'll get this kind of ties into my next thing there are football players uh but also celebrities like jj watt that is a yeah. massive massive community person so when you have people like allegedly terrence williams um or Johnny Manziel back when he was, you know, immature Johnny Manziel. He uh, still might be. We don't know that yet. Well, okay. Portraying <laughs> immature Johnny Manziel where there was no – he had no care in the world. They don't understand. I don't think they really care about what other people think because they think they're at the top of the world. When it's been proven, like Johnny Manziel, that within two years, your career is over. You are now playing for football for an entirely different country. It's mm-hmm. it's not worth, you know, being dumb and stupid. Even though you're young, you can be dumb and stupid, but do it right. Um, yeah, like, it's okay to have a few beers. It's not okay to get into your car afterwards. Exactly. And tying that in with good people. I, okay, I shouldn't say good people. Smart people. Um, J.J. Watt, obviously, we've talked very highly of him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, massive com- community you know, he, he gets tied in with everything he can financially, mm-hmm. raising all of that money. Um, he's actually paying for there, there's the shooting uh, this mm-hmm. last Friday. He's paying for those victims' funerals, all of them. Yeah. And, and this is what I want to see. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. What like, was that? <laughs> I said, this is what it's, it's okay. This is what I love to see. I love to see celebrities go out of their way to do stuff like this, especially like when a city is in such tragedy and a school shooting, school shooting. We don't have to get into the politicals about it, but uh, a guy, a a messed up guy did something stupid. And you know what? Uh, This JJ Watt, who has raised so much money since hurricane, uh, what was it? Harvey. Um, He's, done so much for that community and now he's just taking it a step further to help help one more thing for these grieving families who just have they 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 have one less thing to worry about now and and you hear about this and it makes you have hope for who's left in humanity because there's either going to be evil or there's going to be good there's there and and it's so nice to see that jj watt has so much good in him so kudos to jj watt See, I love when uh, 
you know, any of the Watt brothers do awesome stuff because it's it's more than just JJ Watt. They're all you know great people. Um, the fact that I grew up like three and a half hours away from where they grew up <laughs> is mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. But yeah, he raised thirty seven million dollars for uh, people affected by Hurricane Harvey. Originally, his goal was much, much, much lower than that. Yeah, I think it was um, like I didn't think it was in the millions. I think it was just like five hundred thousand or something like that. Something like that. It was much, much lower. And then now, with this obviously horrific tragedy happening at the Santa Fe High School, he stepped up, informed the school almost instantly, hey, I'm going to pay for these victims' funerals. Don't even, you know, inform the family. Don't even worry about it. Like, I got it. You know, he makes uh, millions of dollars a year. I'm sure it's not even going to really affect him. So, he's just an all-around great guy. And probably one of the best community like people that come out of the NFL. Yeah. Like this guy should, the Walter Payton award should be the Walter Payton, uh, JJ Watt award. Um, he should win it forever. Um, like this is just, just another example, like I said, of celebrities doing good and like football players giving back. Cause like a lot of these guys, a lot of them didn't have the greatest upbringings and like JJ Watt had a really good upbringing. Um, and you see him giving back to people that need it. And it's always about paying it forward for him. And um, if you can embody the spirit of J.J. Watt in, at any point in your life, please do. Because it'll make you a better person. Yeah. And I just can't – we can't talk highly enough of him. Like, we, we just keep trying to one-up, like, let the week before. We're like, dude, this guy's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> And, like, you know what, at this point, even if he were to, like, now, granted, this guy's injury prone. So, even if he were to, at for some reason, not be able to play again, you keep him on that roster. <laughs> like, yeah, don't I, ever get rid of J.J. Watt, ever. <laughs> even if you can't keep him on the 53-man roster, give him a coaching job or something. Like something, like, coach. or an advisor role or, or something, something to, like, keep in Houston because he's definitely a presence. Uh, so kind of moving on from JJ Watt, even though I don't really want to stop talking about him. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini camps. Yes. Off season workouts. They're all underway right now. So yep. I love kind of watching, you know, how certain uh, players are doing, obviously rookies that are coming in now. Damien, have you ever watched the show Last Chance You? I have not, but I've heard great things about it. It is an amazing show. Okay, so there was a, a the whole premise of the show, and I'm sure you know this, is that it's a bunch of college kids. They fall out, they mess up, they have off the field issues, they get kicked from their team, mm-hmm. they go to this school. Uh, I'm blanking on what the school is called right now. Um. But basically, they get a cha- another chance, hence Last Chance You. And mm-hmm. what this is, is a great opportunity for people that are star football players. Now, specifically, one that comes to mind is John Franklin III. Uh, mm-hmm. This kid has had quite the college football career. Obviously not a standout that you would never hear of because he ended up having to go through the Last Chance You type of uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it. The whole situation he was put through. 
Now, here- yeah, um, just to just to let you know, um, the college is East Mississippi Community College. Yes, and he he was at FSU first, or I don't know the exact order, but he played for FSU, East Mississippi, Auburn, and for the Florida Atlantic Owls. Mm-hmm. So with uh with John Franklin the third, he's played quite a few positions in his college career. Mm-hmm. He played quarterback. Then he yep. tra- he transferred to East Mississippi. He was mm-hmm. the he was a backup quarterback. And then, uh, when he enrolled at Auburn, uh, he started one game. Uh, mm-hmm. in March of last year, he report or ESPN reported he was moving to wide receiver. And then, uh, on August 15, 2017, he transferred to FAU, um, as a graduate transfer. So mm. he went undrafted this year, sadly. Yep. Um, but, uh, he attended the Bears rookie camp. Uh, he was invited there, um, for tryouts, obviously as a defensive back. Mm-hmm. And he was recently signed to the Bears. And uh, so I just thought of an argument that I got with someone uh, yesterday about this whole ordeal. Um, I think because he's played quarterback, he's played wide receiver, now he's playing defensive back in the NFL. I think what the Bears did there is they got a return specialist. Because that's they got also a utility player. Exactly. They got a Devin Hester type player. Whereas Devin Hester was technically a defensive back return specialist, so mm-hmm. he was he was able to have a defensive back number while being a return specialist. So I think that's basically what they did here because I'm I'm sure he's not going to be unless he just picks up the defensive back you know way in the next couple of months. I'm sure he's not going to be on the field during actual defensive plays. Yeah. And I'm, I'm obviously not him, but I think he'd be fine with that because he's in the NFL. He wears, he wants to be, he's lift, listed as a safety. Yeah. I just saw that. Um, I, I was researching him a little bit as you were talking and um, yeah, he's listed as a safety currently. Um, I don't know if they got him as a return specialist. Now, granted, he'll probably be on special teams if he makes the team at all. Um because again, your spot is not is not guaranteed until you go through um, minicamp and and, um, and and preseason and stuff like that. Because they have cuts. Because at the beginning of the season, they start with a seventy-five man roster, and then they work their way down to a fifty-three man um, through cut days throughout the reg- throughout the preseason. So he has to survive the cut days. Um. Of those seventy-five, or of those, yeah, of those seventy-five, you have to cut some, um, and then you can have, I believe, twelve members on your practice squad. Could be wrong on that. Um, so, good for him. He went back through and he did. He did what he had to do to make it into the NFL. I am. I will never take that away from somebody because he worked his ass off, from what I've seen. Um, and kudos to him and, and, and much love to the bears for, for seeing talent and seeing dedication and hard work and, and motivation in somebody that may, that they may not have seen before. Um, however, I will say, 
Um, he's got a long road ahead. He's going to have to work extremely hard to earn his way into the into the NFL um, after the preseason, and it's an uphill battle. Um, if he proves himself valuable, like a Corey Clement did for the Eagles, who went undrafted and then became pretty much their third down back, um, if he can if he can prove vital to their success. More power to him. Yeah, and I'm actually kind of excited because I did watch Last Chance U and I loved it. Uh, great story. Uh, there's obviously some players down in the show that didn't make it to the NFL, but he was one of my favorite players to watch on that show. So, uh, yeah, I'm really, really happy that uh, he got into an NFL roster. Now he's not on a 53-man roster, but he did sign a rookie contract. So, either way, yeah, congrats to him. Yeah, it's it's great. It's great on him. Um, I I mean, like I said, kudos to him. It's it's nice to see stories like this um, uh, come come through. So, with uh, obviously the NFL draft only finishing just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, there's been some new things that have been reported about some players. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, the number one pick to the Browns, he's excited to be on that team. Uh, he said he's willing to sit, but he's also still going to compete because that's who he is as a person. Uh, a lot of NFL players, uh, this is an article uh, through ESPN, a bunch of NFL rookies were talking about what they're going to do with their new money that they're getting uh, mm-hmm. with their first paycheck. And Baker Mayfield says, I haven't really thought about it. Savings, savings sounds about right, which automatically makes him more mature in a sense than Johnny Manziel. Yes, because Johnny Manziel took his first paycheck and blew through it. And that's why every time that somebody says to me, because I'll say, oh, I'm super excited to watch Baker Mayfield, regardless if he's on my team or not, which obviously he is not because I'm not a Browns fan. But, uh, there are players, if they're my rival team or if they're just another team that, because like I've said, I'm an overall football fan. The Packers just happen to be my favorite. I'm excited to watch certain players. Baker Mayfield is one of them. So when he says, oh, I'm basically just going to save it, that's awesome. Because other players like Josh Rosen, he said basically the same thing. He says, as far as I know, I'm on the field. I'm here with the team. I don't really have much time to do much else. I'm going to invest it, save it. When I have a family, maybe send my kids to a good school. Which, yeah, another great guy. Almost all of these players that are coming in to this league with this draft class, are they're great kids based on what they're, they said that they're going to do with their first uh, paycheck. Calvin Ridley, he's uh, helping his mom get a new house and a new car. That's the first thing he said he's going to do. Yeah, and and like when you when you hear stuff like that, it, it it's 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 comforting. And, and like you said, like I'm not a Browns fan. I'm excited to see what the Browns can do this year. Um, I the more the older I've gotten and the more I watch football, the more I like players than I like actual teams outside of the Eagles. Um, 
unless you're the Patriots, I absolutely despise you and Cowboys. <laughs> um, so, like, there's there's always going to be a time where the shift occurs. And, and what I mean by the shift is that there will be a time where you won't see these kids coming out as kids. You're going to see them coming out as adults. Um, and, and that time is about now they're, they're, they're realizing, Hey, I have a big paycheck. I don't have to spend it all. I'm going to buy myself a car, maybe a house, something along those lines. Doesn't have to be flashy. Don't make it, don't make it flashy rookie. Calm down. Just invest in yourself put the money back, save it because eventually you're going to need that football. Isn't forever. So save your money, be smart with your money. And, and and now that you're hearing these kids coming out being like, Oh yeah, we're going to be smart with it. That's good. Cause then, you know, you have a guy that's going to plan for the future. See, I'm reading through all of the, uh, well, all the players that were interviewed. Um, most of these players are all getting something for their parents or their family, which is awesome because Mm -hmm. their parents have obviously been there with them their entire life for the most part. So there's a couple of interesting ones. Um, Your tight end that you guys drafted, Dallas, what is it? Godert? Godert, actually. Godert, okay. Godert, yes. The T is pronounced. Everybody is saying, I'm going to buy a house. Like Lamar Jackson said, I'm just going to have roots here. I'm going to buy a house in Baltimore. So obviously mm-hmm. he, he's committed to staying there. Dallas Godert, he's thinking a lot smaller. Um, he said, first thing I'm going to do is buy a new phone because my iPhone 6 is cracked and it's not cutting it anymore. I just want to acknowledge yep. that the iPhone 6, I have the iPhone 7. And this, and my phone's already a couple generations behind so yeah, he this man is an NFL player dr- drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles has a iPhone six from 2014. That is the greatest thing ever to me. Like it's I, I don't even know what to say with that. It's it's hilarious. Like it's um I don't even know. Like Colton Miller said he's gonna buy a Ford truck because he wants a Ford truck. Um, mm-hmm. because he can now afford it. This man can afford more than just a Ford truck. The fact that he, they're, yeah. the fact that these people are thinking so small, like they're not concerned with, oh, I need to buy a tiger, or something ridiculous. They're all yeah. saying, I'm going to spend it on my family, or I'm going to save it. Um, obviously, the Edmonds brothers, they're focused on helping their family, which will be very easy because they were both picked in the first round, signing great contracts. Um, a lot of them are sending their parents on vacation. Uh, Saquon Barkley is helping his mom, but also, uh, or helping his parents, but also he just had a kid. So him and his girlfriend, yep. you know, there's a lot of, all, all of these kids that are getting drafted. You don't, you don't see a Johnny Manziel in here, regardless of if it's a quarterback or not. They're all worried about their future because you, with the NFL, you don't know if they're going to end up getting a massive neck injury and never playing again within the next two years. See, and that's that's the issue is like a lot of these a lot of these kids are now like there's a lot more there's a lot more to 
pro football than the money and the fame and the and the flashy. Okay, there's you gotta you gotta pay back to the people that got you there, and that's the one thing that like I've always been a big proponent of is making sure that the people that were with me when I wasn't when I wasn't successful, they're going to be the ones that are going to be with me till the end. Now you have people who are only with you because of success. And, and those are the, those are the snakes. Those are going to be the ones that are going to try to um, keep you from being more successful than you already are. They're going to try to keep, they're going to try to stay comfortable in your life while you're also comfortable. So with Saquon, you have a guy who's like, okay, well, I got to take care of my family now. Good take care of your family you have a colton miller hey i want a truck cool get yourself a truck put some fancy shit on it do your shit but make sure you still have the responsibility of an adult and 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 put money back to save and 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 take care of your family because they're the ones that stood by you through all of the pop warner tournaments through all of the college football ups and downs and even the academic ups and downs take care of your parents take care of your family Take care of the ones that were with you the whole way through. And, and, and if you do, then good things will happen in return. I promise you, but just, just make, just make sure that you take care of the ones that took care of you. Now, obviously uh, you and I are both um, not trying to get into the NFL right now. Uh, No, (laughs) (laughs) but I'm too lazy for that shit. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like if I had a GM call me right now, I'd be like, hey, you just won some ridiculous contest that you can come and train with us. And if you are good enough in the next couple of years, you can play. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I haven't played a down of football in years. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'd, I'd give it my best shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, like, if this is all like expenses paid for, like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you and I are both getting into an entertainment career in sports casting, obviously, and that's a very tricky career to get into. Um, if yes. you want, if you want to make it big, you know, with ESPN or NFL Network or whoever you want to end up with. Um, but most of those people, if they're on the screen and they're making a good amount of money, they're gonna. I don't know why I kind of ruined my point, but they're gonna make a good amount of money because they're the face of that show or franchise or whatever so you and i uh obviously uh you love your family i love my family um it's weird kind of getting on a personal note but say you and i both end up working for nfl network for some weird reason i don't i'm not weird reason but you know what i mean for Uh, an unforeseen reason yeah yes (laughs) guaranteed you're gonna help your folks out your family if uh, mm-hmm. there's debt, pay off your, our, you know, pay off your student debt. I'll pay off my student debt because that's ridiculous. And then, yeah, it's a lot. and, uh, obviously it helped my family out. So when you see players in any league, um, kind of tying in another thing here, I have none of this written down, by the way, I'm just reading articles, uh, tying in my next thing here, players in any league that help out their family rather than being, Oh, I'm 23 years old. My pay or my bank account has 28 million dollars in it. Eh, I'm gonna just go spend it on cocaine and buy a tiger. Like that's 
It's ridiculous. Calm down, Mike Tyson. Thank you. I was trying to make that reference. <laughs> but yeah, calm down, Tyson. <laughs> moving, not moving on to other sports news because obviously, well, the NBA finals are happening, but Ugh. yeah, I'm not a big baseball person. I, I, the basketball, basketball asshole. Did NBA I say baseball? is. You said baseball. Oh fuck, dude! I'm tired. I'm sorry. I meant I meant basketball. <laughs> You're lucky I don't come through here and punch you in your face. You respect baseball. <laughs> okay, the NBA. The NBA finals are happening. I don't care about it because I'm not a basketball person. Yeah, anyway, I don't even think it's the finals. I think it's the, just the playoffs, but go on. Well, yeah, the playoffs are happening. Finals, yeah. Fuck it. See, I'm not a basketball person. Yeah, uh, it's fine. I got you. But anybody that knows uh, anything remotely about basketball, they know that this year especially with – how the Cavs are, that this team is basically LeBron with a couple other people surrounding him. Yep. Now, if you could pick three to five players in the NFL that with their Mm -hmm. teams, they're the LeBron of their team. If you want, you can keep it simple and just pick one. Or if you have more than one, go for it. But Mm -hmm. uh, if you had to pick players on their teams, they're basically the LeBron of their team. Who would it be? Pre twenty eighteen season, yes. Okay, like as of uh, last year. okay as of last year, perfect. Um, Tom Brady, very much the LeBron of his team. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, hmm, let me see, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I, I suppose, yeah. I mean, he didn't play that well last year. He also didn't play that much. Um, exactly. Hmm. Odell Beckham. Mm-hmm. I think Saquon's going to help. He's obviously going to help that load off, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, uh, Antonio Brown. And that's kind of – that's right on the border because, I mean, you got Le'Veon Bell there, too. Yeah, Le'Veon didn't do shit last year. Um – uh, that's true. I mean, overall, like looking at their team, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, the Rus- Russell Wilson was the first one I thought of. Yeah, it took me a minute to get to Russell Wilson because I was going for like, I was going for your Tom Brady players and like your your show offs and the people who are way more talented than like than the rest of their team, and then I kind of I found my way to Russell because I was like who carries the team on his back the most and it's Russell it's Russell Russell Wilson is obviously a glaring one but I think even a, a more glaring one is Aaron Rodgers <laughs> well yeah because you're a freaking Packers fan I can't I, <laughs> I, I know can't help that <laughs> but I'm saying well with the Eagles your team is well-rounded in almost every yeah. position yeah say Obviously, the Packers had a great draft. A lot of teams had great drafts, um, except for the Seahawks. But yeah, uh, the Packers <laughs> had a great draft. But say this is last year. Obviously, Rodgers went down. The team turned to shit. So that kind of just proves that this team is nothing without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. So uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers is probably, in my opinion, it would be quarterbacks-wise. I would say Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, just I'm I'm saying like the being a little LeBron, and then 
don't even know who. Oh, uh, the 49ers probably because they weren't. They were kind of falling off, and then they got Garoppolo, and he ended up being their savior for the fat, last couple of games. Yeah, but I mean, um, teams. Yeah, but I wouldn't say Garoppolo because they have they had to have a decent team before him, and and like, granted, I can't name pretty much anybody off their roster, but they, I can't say Garoppolo yet. I, I yeah, say, it, it's it's very early to say Garoppolo. It's it's very early to say Garoppolo, so I can't say Garoppolo yet. So, uh, you alerted me of this the other day, and then I did some research of it. Obviously, um, you know that the Cardinals got Jamar Taylor from the Browns. Yes. Did you ever, and I found this out, but did you ever find out what he was traded for? No, I did not. Uh, from what I saw, it was a sixth round pick. Okay. Um, um. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it is exchange for a 2020, so not even next year's draft. The year after. The year after, and it's a sixth round pick. Hmm. I think the um, Browns are like, kind of overconfident a little bit, trading away for that low. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm pulling up his stats now because I'm not overly familiar with Jamar Taylor. I just saw that it was a big trade, and I was like, "Oh, hey, let me alert Michael to it." So he's been in the league five years. Mm-hmm. He's only played a full season once. Um, he has 48 total tackles. Had 48 total tackles last year. 46 the year before. Uh, for Cleveland, at 0.5 sacks, no interceptions last year, three the year before, and a forced fumble. Honestly, no, I don't think they ever sold at all. See, like what, I, I think, what I'm saying is that he's kind of the guy. Oh, no, I forgot that they did get, uh, was it EJ Gaines? Did they get EJ Gaines with it? Uh, no, not with that trade. I'm saying this offseason. I'm pretty sure they got EJ Gaines. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think they did. Um. Yes, they got EJ Gaines. So, I totally forgot about EJ Gaines because I was gonna say that they kind of lost their mentor for, uh, Denzel Ward. But when you have EJ Gaines, Denzel Ward, uh, whoever else, because I obviously at the top of my head can't think of the uh, Cleveland Browns secondary. Um, I'll pull it up here quick. All right, but. I was just going to say that they were kind of bold trading him away that early um, and for as low as they did. But I was, I was wrong. So, um, no, it's – it makes sense yeah. now. Um, Not to cut you off, they have EJ Gaines, Jamar Taylor, Denzel Ward – or, sorry, they don't have Jamar Taylor – they have EJ Gaines, Denzel Ward, um, Brian Body Calhoun, Terrence Mitchell, Michael Jordan, not that Michael Jordan, um, <laughs> Elijah Campbell, and Montrell Meander. Or, sorry, that's safeties. Howard Wilson, Simeon Thomas, and Denzel Rice. So, I mean, they have decent corners. Not great, though. See, uh, 
They have, obviously, like you said, EJ Gaines. TJ Carey is another one. Uh, Terrence Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, safety, Demarius Randall with the trade that they had with the Packers earlier this year, getting rid of Deshaun Kaiser, that they lost Jamar Taylor and Jason McCourty. Yes. So, I would say mid-tier secondary, not above anything, but not also not the worst. Yeah, it's not like it's like a um, it, it's not a Pittsburgh Steelers secondary. Yeah, that I don't even know what to say. About that secondary is bad. Yeah, I hope that Edmonds comes in there and just shuts everything down. But and I hope not because I love seeing the Steelers suck. But well, just for that team's sake, you know what I mean. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple more things because uh, we're already at forty-eight minutes. Uh, yes. Ruben Foster, obviously been in the news recently for illegal uh, whatever he had going on, domestic violence and everything. His girlfriend really seemed, recently admitted that she told him, I'm going to fuck up your career. Uh, I'm going to lie. And she really recently admitted to saying that. So, uh, yeah, she took away all of her charges. Or, yeah, took them back. Uh, but he still has marijuana possession arrest. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, we had some technical difficulties, so uh, we kind of we kind of both just got cut off. So uh, yeah, I, I don't I, know exactly what happened there. Um, sometimes anchor can be a little finicky, but uh, <laughs> well, so, soon we're gonna have better stuff. Uh, that way, I can just take an audio, upload it directly uh, to anchor. So that'll be nice. <laughs> it's it's gonna be so nice when we get our computers. And that's only that's in a couple of days, man. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited for it. But anyway, back to Reuben Foster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he had his uh, marijuana possession arrest back in January. And yep. uh, he has his court date next month uh, on the 20th for that. Uh, he was, like I said before, his girlfriend uh, accused him of a uh, domestic violence and basically wanted to mess up his career. And she took everything back. He obviously great player. Only his coming into his second year, I believe. Correct. Uh, yes, I do believe so. Uh, second or third. He hasn't participated in any of the 49ers offseason programs um, since being charged with that domestic violence uh, case. So um, he isn't going to be taking part of any of the OTAs into uh, on. Uh, this next Monday, so hopefully everything goes well. Obviously, um, with something as simple as a mar- marijuana possession charge, he's an NFL player. He'll just pay for it like they always do. Yep. So, uh, kind of tying that in with Forty Niners, uh, Richard Sherman. Two things about him here. Uh, one of my favorite oh. humans in the world. <laughs> he believes, and I kind of agree with him, uh, I wouldn't say top tier or number one, Bill Thomas deserves top safety pay, is uh, basically what he is saying here. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yes. No, Thomas's, uh, Earl Thomas's contract with the Seahawks expires uh, after this season. Now, Richard Sherman, obviously, being cut by the Seahawks and joining the 49ers, still loves the Legion of Boom. Uh, you know, it's where he started so obviously he's going to have that connection still whether he's on a different team or not 
he says, I think Earl Thomas deserves the money that he's asking for. I don't believe he's asking for too much at all. I think he deserves to be compensated as the top safety in the league. Whether Seattle does that or not is up to, the, er, up to them. And then he proceeded to make a joke uh, saying, if Seattle won't pay him, I'm sure the 49ers will. Um, the first, he has to be careful what he says because that could be tampering. Um, we've yeah, seen Magic Johnson get in trouble for that. Um, but like anywhere, you know, just because he had a falling out with front office doesn't mean that he's going to hate the players that are there. Earl Thomas is a great player. Um, he's only speaking the truth. Uh, Earl Thomas deserves to get paid big, big money. He's earned it. Um, so Will Seattle do it? I don't know. I don't think so. Seattle seems to be parting ways with everything that made them successful. Um, So I could see Earl Thomas testing the free agent market. Well, one team that is definitely interested in him and has shown interest in him in just the past couple of months is the Cowboys. Uh, Of course they do. Yeah. So uh, in in that case, Seattle. Exactly. in this interview, he was also asked, will Jimmy Garoppolo be the quarterback of the future for the 49ers on the count of three? Obviously, you could say the answer that everybody's saying, one, two, three. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> he, everybody knows that Jimmy Garoppolo is San Francisco's quarterback of the future. Um, I think, and I can't say this enough, people say to me, oh, how do you know he's not going to be a bust next year? Jimmy Garoppolo has always been great, whether he's been with the 49ers or when he was in college or when he was with the Patriots. So yeah, they got him at the perfect age. Obviously, he's learned under the greatest quarterback of all time, arguably with Tom Brady. So Not got, all time, our generation. Yeah, we'll exactly. say greatest quarterback of our generation. Exactly, and I make that argument a lot. But he, they got him right after he learned under Tom Brady. He's, a, he's still very young, so I think – I can't say it enough. It's a great pickup for the 49ers. Now, they also proceeded to ask him, what will it take for the 49ers to win the NFC West? Uh, he said, just consistency, consistency, and discipline. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they got all of the talent in the world. We have talent up front. Uh, we have talent with linebackers. Obviously, Ruben Foster is a tremendous talent, and Malcolm Smith has been in the system. Uh I've never heard of Brock Hoyle, Eli Harold, or Adrian Colbert, but uh, <laughs> I've heard this name only because it's a great name with Akella Witherspoon. Um, yeah, these are all I'm assuming defensive players. I've never heard of them before, but I think they're uh, defensive backs. Th- th- I mean, that's what it sounds like, obviously. Um, since Richard Sherman obviously is a, a corner, but uh. With Richard Sherman, uh, obviously, as you said, one of the greatest people. That, you know, he's 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 hilarious to watch an interview. He's interviews. He's very competitive, outrageously competitive. Hates Michael Crabtree. So oh, it's so funny how much he hates Michael Crabtree. <laughs> it is hilarious, and I can't express that enough. That I I, I see that interview every once in a while. I'm like, oh my god, this man. Oh god. It's, oh, and you felt so bad for Aaron Andrews, too. Yeah. Because she had no idea what was going on. She was like, this man is just screaming at me. I don't know what to do. It's... <laughs> I'll just sit here and take it. Yeah, basically. I'll take it like a champ. <laughs> uh, 
wrapping it up here with two very influential wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, one being Terrell Owens. Um, he's been saying kind of that he wants to make an NFL comeback. He's been saying it for years. It's not going to happen. I know. T.O. is too old, and it just need, he just needs to stop. Just stop, T.O. Okay, so he's 44. He's old. He's, he's not going to come back. He hasn't played no. any sort of football since 2010. Um, but he's been even more cocky about it recently, like social media wise. Like he challenged Odell and Des Bryant to work out with him because apparently his workout's way more strenuous than any other wide receiver, even though he's not in the NFL anymore. No, but his workouts are insane. I've oh, seen them on Instagram and YouTube and stuff. They are fucking ridiculous. I think his point is that he wants to come back and just have the title of being the first active Hall of Famer, player-wise. Because there's been coaches where they were inducted into the Hall of Fame that came back. Um, well, yeah, and then you have owners like um, 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 Jerry Jones. Did he just, he went in, right? Jerry Jones went in? Jerry Jones went in. I'm pretty sure, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry Jones went in. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think T.O. just wants everything about T.O. T.O. doesn't want to share the spotlight. I mean, the only time he shared it was with another incredibly, incredibly egotistical player, and that was Chad Ochocinco or Chad. Or no, he's Chad Johnson again. It's Chad Johnson. Um, it, it, yeah, it's it, Ochocinco all over again. Yeah, it, it's – I mean, Okay. T.O., you're not coming back. Move on. It's done. Yeah. Even him and Chad Johnson, I found this hilarious when I saw it. Kind of laughed at the thought of it. I'm pretty sure you saw it. When the Giants last year lost both Brandon Marshall and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, yep. Both of them made both of them made an attempt to come into the Giants organization. And both got turned down. Yeah. They're like, hey, if you knew our receivers, we're always ready. It's like, no, you're not. Like, you wake up you're not, every you're too morning and your back and every other bone in your body has got to pop. It's like, you're in your 40s now. Yeah, stop it. <laughs> yeah, so um, two other things uh, I saw in this article. Obviously, you're going to like this one. You've probably seen the picture multiple, multiple times, as many, many people have, of Nick Foles holding his daughter after the Super Bowl. Yes. And she has the little, you know, earmuffs on, you know, just a cute little kid. Yep. Um, apparently, that uh, picture is heading to the Hall of Fame in Canton, which is awesome. As it um, should. As it should, exactly. And... Um, before moving on to Julio Jones and wrapping up this episode, uh, there was a tweet uh, that the, uh, Robert Klemko tweeted. I'm not sure that name sounds very familiar. Um, it's familiar, yeah, but I'm not sure who who he's for. Uh, but anyway, he tweets: "Sitting on a plane from Denver to L.A., Bradley Chubb sitting on or sitting one row ahead of me, stuffed in the middle seat." Uh, it proceeds to say, guy in window, sorry, man, I feel bad. Bradley Chubb, it's okay. Guy, so you so you play for the Broncos, right? Bradley Chubb, yep. Uh, guy proceeds to say, are you excited about this uh, new defensive end, uh, Chubb, I think? And Bradley Chubb goes, uh, that's me, actually. And <laughs> I feel like that's also kind of got to be one, uh, a... Uh, hey, that's kind of cool because this guy isn't like freaking out um, that I play for the Broncos. But two, kind of upsetting because I'm a top five draft pick. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, I wouldn't have known. Uh, I wouldn't know Bradley Chubb if I sat next to him on a plane. 
Uh, yeah, no, I'd probably be like, you, you were a massive man. Did you play football in in school or something? And then he'd probably be like, yeah. I play professionally now. But uh, <laughs> um, um, just a just just real quick. Uh, I just have some breaking news. So ESPN sounder. Um, the Las Vegas Golden Knights have become the first expansion team to reach the Stanley Cup final in debut season since the Blues in 1967 and 1968. So, yes, it's not very much football, but congratulations to the Las Vegas Golden Knights, my new favorite team. Uh, as of earlier this year, because I don't watch hockey. So, um, but congratulations to the Golden Knights making it in their debut season. Uh, to clarify, uh, Robert Klemko, he's a writer for Sports Illustrated. Yes, and he does Monday morning quarterback every now and then. Yes. I did see that. I was looking that up and then got sidetracked. I was very confused. I'm trying to think. I'm like, I know who this man is, but I can't remember. <laughs> But uh, wrapping it up here, because uh, we're already just over an hour. Uh, Julio Jones, obviously one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Uh, yes. He is not expected to be in attendance for uh, the Falcons uh, OTAs on Monday. Yeah. So I think he's doing this all to get more money because they just signed another wide receiver. And he's just like, no, you know what? I'm, I'm here. This is my team. So I, I think it's all a money ploy. Honestly, well, I think it's exactly what it is. His, that's what he even said that he wants his contract oh. to be updated. Oh, well, yep. There you go. I mean, we see this, we see this with players all the time. Go out and get your bread. I mean, make that money. Um, just OTAs are optional anyway. Yeah. It's more so, of a young player still learning the system type deal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't really expect any players to show up to OTAs if they do. Cool. If not, all right, whatever. So, um, we'll see. I think that Julio Jones definitely deserves to get money, but I don't know if he's exactly going to. I don't think he's doing the right way either. Um yeah, well, we've talked about this plenty of times. The The right way would be sitting behind closed doors and saying, hey, listen, I want an extension. I'll show up. Odell Beckham style. Yeah, I want an extension, but I'm, I'll do everything I need to do for the team. But just keep in mind that I'll play for you and I'll do everything, but I want a contract extension. If it doesn't get done, there's going to be problems. Basically, yep. rather than just sitting up and like, no, I'm just going to sit here till my stuff is changed. It's like, well... Just just because they got Kelvin Ridley, who, mind you, is wearing Taylor Gabriel's number now. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, I, I feel like since they got Kelvin Ridley, they kind of just assumed that this was coming with Julio Jones because players like Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, Sammy Watkins, Jarvis Landry, A.J. Green, and Devontae Adams all got major contract changes within the past couple of years. So that puts him in eighth. Um uh, annual salary wise for a wide receiver. So I think when they got Calvin Ridley, they just were assuming they're like, yeah, Julio's probably gonna be a little pissed off. Um that we're not gonna pay him as much as he wants. So I think we're just gonna get our next star wide receiver and see if we can convince Julio to uh still 
get paid, but not be the number one wide receiver to be paid. Well, I I don't know if it's about the number one. I just think that like you know he's put he's pretty much the Falcons' offense. Like it's him, Devontae Freeman, and um, oh the other running back. Um, fuck, it's bothering me. Devontae Freeman and oh my Damn god, this is bad. Coleman, Tevin Coleman, Te- Tevin yeah, Coleman. I used Tevin. I couldn't think of Coleman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tevin Coleman. Um, <laughs> that's that's not getting edited out either. We're keeping that. Um, oh, this entire thing just it's just gonna stay in post the entire time. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so I think Julio Julio deserves a contract extension and upgrade, but I I don't think he'll get it. Um, I think they're gonna be like, no, come play and and earn it. And again, because the Falcons seem to be that kind of petty, but. Um, we'll see. I mean, I like Julio. Send him to the Eagles. Let's go. Uh, final opinion of yours before we wrap this up. Uh, mm-hmm. HBO recently announced that uh, the Browns are going to be the stars of their show Hard Knocks that they do for the NFL every yes. offseason. Yes. Um, a lot of people are scared that that's going to um, kind of mess with the Browns um, and not let them focus on football. Uh, I think, uh, along with Baker Mayfield, we both agree on this, that uh, it's a great opportunity for the Browns kind of show off, like, hey, we've sucked in the past couple of years, and uh, we're going to come back and start kicking some ass. Um, so this is where I hope Baker Mayfield doesn't fall into Johnny Manziel territory. And, because and, and he said that that, that camera is going to be on him, and it's going to be on him a lot. So I have faith in the Browns, which is something I haven't been able to say in a long time. Um, but I will say that it's very risky, but it'll be the most intriguing hard knocks that they're ever going to film. And, and I'm going to watch it. Uh, I haven't watched any of the other ones, but. Uh... Not either, but I will definitely watch the Cleveland Browns one. Exactly. And uh, with Baker Mayfield, obviously the concern of him becoming Johnny Manziel, um, he has, and he, this is a quote from him, it can be good if you handle it right. He thinks it's a great opportunity for the team, and he said that he's, regardless of the show, is going to entirely focus on football, kind of just do his thing and watch the cameras record him, basically. He's, and that's what I love about this kid is that he's football driven. Yeah, let's just hope it stays that way. Like it's it's all a hope. Um, at the moment we don't know. Um, but we are well over an hour at this point, so it's time to wind this thing down. Um, thank you everybody for listening in. Uh, my name is Damian Miller. You can follow me at Damian underscore Miller on the Twitter as well as Michael Phillips. You can follow him at It's Michael P. Um, you can follow our Snapchats, our gamer tags. Uh, if you ever want to hop on and game with us, um, just send us a message and say, uh, in the huddle sent you, because then we'll at least know that you're not some creepy man trying to get nude pictures from us that lives in the middle of his mother's basement in Oklahoma. Um, 
But <laughs> I had a very weird react interaction with someone on PlayStation before, and it was not pretty. Um, I've, I've had that happen before, quite recently too. And I was streaming when it happened. It was funny. Yeah, it's very weird. They'll message you and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, why don't we game together?" And they'll try to pretend that they're twenty-year-old hot female, but they're not. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter. Use hashtag in the huddle for any questions that you may have uh, for us to answer next week because all new episodes are recorded on Sunday and released Monday, normally afternoon, sometimes evening. Depends on when Michael can get around to it. Uh, we are both busy college students. Um, check out both of our radio shows on the Mixler app. Michael has one every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. It is called Under Center. It is a half hour long. On the Mixler app, it is all about football. And then I have one every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Um, it is called On Deck with Damian Miller. It is a baseball radio show, all things baseball. So use the hashtag in the huddle. Uh, tweet at undercenter at one, or is it just at undercenter? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's undercenter at one. Okay, tweet undercenter at one for any questions like that. Use the hashtag on deck to ask me any baseball questions that you want addressed throughout the regular season. And until next time, Michael, do you have any final words? Uh, I just want to say that you guys should be expecting higher quality uh, within the next couple of weeks. Um, less recording glitches, uh, lags. Um, occasionally, I'm sure you've noticed uh, if Damien and I are both talking at the same time, it makes one of us a lot quieter or it glitches out. So within the next couple of weeks, uh, expect that to change, have much higher quality. Uh, and then um, within the next couple of months with how our school sends stuff, stuff out, uh, even higher quality with microphones and everything that we get. Uh, so with that, um, I'm assuming. Also, um, just one more thing. Um, make sure you follow Michael on uh, Twitch. I don't know your Twitch handle offhand. I'm sorry. It's the um, uh, same as my gamer tag, and I might have it in the description currently. I'm not sure. But okay, well, uh, by the end of this, uh, by the time you download this, it'll be in the description. Check out Michael's Twitch, um, support him as he streams, um, help him get a little bit more popular in the streaming community. Um, every now and then you'll catch me on there, it's not going to be very often because I hate Fortnite. So, uh, <laughs> I'm play I play Madden too, but you don't have Madden for or Madden 18 for Xbox, but yeah, I do not, I do not, um, unfortunately. So um we're gonna try to set up uh probably when the new call of duty comes out we'll be streaming a lot more of that plus madden um when the new madden comes out because i'm not gonna buy the old one for my xbox it's just pointless at this point yeah um so you'll be able to find that and look for maybe live reactions during football games this off season as well because we'll have uh camera aspects and everything like that that we can have with us so We'll, uh, we'll, we're going to definitely try to take this a little bit more um, fan-friendly with everybody. So just get yourselves involved in the conversation if you can. And as always, take care, stay safe, and we will see you all next week.